We are taking a summer hiatus to reimagine the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator podcast. We will be back with new hosts, new guests, and new stories soon. In the meantime, we will be re-releasing some of our most popular episodes over the past two and a half years. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. If you'd like to be on the list to tell your small business story, reach out to communications at wichitachamber.org. First, thank you for listening, and don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate it. Today, we're excited to have P.B. Hoydale in the house, see? I'm excited to have my dear friend Steve Dixon in the house. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Don. <laughs> you bet. You guys. Would you concur with that good friend? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. You bet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, the company you represent. Sure, I'd be happy to. So my name is Steve Dixon. I am the president and CEO of the PB Hoydale Company. P.B. Hoydale is my great-grandfather. That's how the company got, you know, its name. It's, you know, some people have a hard time pronouncing it, but Pete was a Norwegian immigrant, moved to the United States when he was 11 years old, founded his company that bears his name still today, 75 years ago, uh, out of his garage. Uh, He was a 50-year-old person when he decided to take that leap of faith and start his own business. 75 years later, here we still are. Um, you know, I took over running the business from my dad. It's been roughly about 10 years ago now, but I've been working for Hoydale for about 25 years. What we do, we build gas stations. That's the the quick and fast little part and piece of it. But we also service uh, those gas stations, but we also deal with fluid handling products for, for a variety of industries. So cities, counties, states, uh, private industry, public industry, you name it. Uh, anybody that's storing fluid on their site is probably a customer of ours in some way, shape, or form. So your great-grandfather started this business in his garage? In his garage. At the age of 15? 50. 5 oh. yes. Oh. <laughs> I was like, now that's yeah. brilliant. It, yeah. No, it's still, it's still, you know, when I think about it, I'm, you know, I'm 52 years old right now. And so to think that he's had the uh, wherewithal to start the business when he was 50, just to, you know, take a chance on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it says a lot. That's one of the things I really admired about him. And I was fortunate enough when we moved back to Wichita in the early seventies, Pete was still around. So I got to grow up with him, got to meet him, hang out with him. 
you know, learned a little bit, some pieces about the business from him, but it was really a lot of work with my dad, you know, later in life that, uh, you know, got me really interested and jazzed about, you know, joining the company and being part of the business. How many employees do you guys have now? We have roughly 60 uh, spread throughout offices in Kansas and Oklahoma. We do work throughout the Midwest, kind of the core central areas of Missouri, Nebraska, Kansas, Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas, and Arkansas. Good amount of uh, area that you cover. Oh, yeah. And so how do people they how do people know about you? I mean, they just know if they're going to build a gas station, we have to call PB Hoydale. <laughs> so that's a great question. So we have um, roughly, it depends on the day, between 8 and 10 people are outside salespeople. So those that's the team that work, actually works and reports directly to me on a day-to-day basis. Um, and of course, it doesn't hurt that we've been around for 75 years. So we know the players. We've been in the market for a long time. Um, but I do have a great external sales team. We have a, a, what I hope is a really good reputation in our industry. But I'm also part of a national trade association. So I connect with people across the country on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are working on projects from companies as far away as North Carolina to Alaska. It just depends on who we're working with and what we're doing that day. And just for those who are unaware and really don't know much about the business, can you tell us something unique about the business that people may not know? I will tell you that it is a great career and it's a highly technical field. So I think that as people look at our employees, especially our technical team members that are out servicing equipment, uh, those men and women are highly proficient technical folks. They work on point of sale systems. They work on uh, network connectivity. They pull and bring laptops to every service call they make. So they are doing work out in the hot and the cold mm-hmm. that people, a lot of folks just sit behind a desk and do, you know, computer work. They're out there in the field doing it um, every single day. So I love the fact that our folks, you know, taking the time to learn and um, become proficient at skill sets that they didn't have 20 years ago. It used to be like if I could turn a wrench and I can change a filter on a gas pump, right. that's all I need to know how to do. And now they are, again, making network connectivity. They're dealing with uh, PCI compliance and EMV compliance issues. It's a whole wide range of different skill sets that our teams had to learn over the last 10 years. So you provide that training for them or what does that look like? It's a combination of a lot of on the job. I have to see it to do it, to learn it. Mm. But our manufacturing partners also do a great job of providing that assistance to us on a base level. But really the bulk of what our folks learn is just hands-on working with mentors within the organization and just doing the work. Uh, That helps them quite a bit to see it and really start to figure it out. So Occasionally, we have a little bit of a struggle. People, you know, it takes a little longer to do things than maybe a proficient senior level technician will learn how to do. But that new person, once they've seen it, done it, uh, they pick it up and then they get to use it every day from that point forward. So if I wanted to come over to the company. That'd be awesome. She she cannot. Let's get this situated now. She cannot. My level of tech skills. I mean, it's pretty superb. I'm pretty good at you know anything I do, Steve. But I'm probably at the ground level. Right on. You could teach me even how to be a tech. Now you're asking me personally. No, I could not. No, that's why. Thankfully, I have a lot of great team members that handle that part of the business. But um, yeah, absolutely. Actually, my preference is uh, to hire folks that have very little background in our business, start at ground level. That way, they get to learn how we do business. They get to learn how our processes for fixing things. 
Uh, it just works better that way. Uh, I've had lots of team members that have come from other organizations and unfortunately bad habits and, and yeah. the way you do things sometimes just doesn't translate to the way we do it at Hoydale. Where is PB located? So our corporate headquarters is just off of Harry and West Street. So okay. yeah, and uh, we've been there in that location for since roughly the mid 70s. Uh, started out on Elizabeth Street prior to that. Um, the business really started to grow and branch out really about 1975, 1976. So that the first 30-some years was in a fairly small organization, roughly about eight people, based here in Wichita, really did not have any plans on growing or expanding. And then once my dad came on board, he made the big push to say, let's put the foot to the pedal and get moving down the road. And I remember seeing that sign when I was a kid. It just said PB Hoydale. I didn't know what it was. I just knew it was a different name. Do you know, what was the inspiration of your great-grandfather to say, you know what, I got this idea and I'm going to put my name on it because it's that good? Yeah, you know, I didn't have a lot of opportunity to talk to Pete about that, but I do know just some of the stories that have been okay. told throughout the, you know, the past, you know, especially talking to my dad. Part of what it was is that he was looking to leave a legacy. He really thought that this is, you know, building a business, starting a business, giving an opportunity to maybe bring a couple family members into the business for a long term was something he was really interested in doing. He had worked for other people for you know, the rest, all his life prior to that point. And he was really looking for an opportunity to see what he could do and provide jobs to folks in a, that, in a career-based organization. So a lot of the folks that work with us right now have worked. We just had one person celebrate their 45th uh, anniversary Whoa. with our wow. company last week. And another one was at 25. So we do have a lot of long-term folks. Hopefully, you know, I think Pete's legacy was, Let's build an organization that takes care of the folks, treats them like family, and people will stick around. And Excellent. that's been the case so far. That's a great segue. And I'm just trying to think, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, and I don't know anything I would do and say, you know what? I'm going to call this Dr. Sherman. That's it. I mean, it's not <laughs> P.B. Hoydale gas or anything. It's just P.B. Hoydale. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's entrepreneurship at its finest. You started talking about the culture as far as good people. Tell us more about that PB Hoydale culture. That sure. You, you know, really, we solidified a lot of that probably about six, seven years ago uh, as part of leadership training class that I was in, really started to focus in on core values and really what are the core values of PB Hoydale? And at that, by that point in time, we've had a group of people that have been there for a long time. Uh, so what I did was I pulled together a group of team members. We sat down for two days, did brainstorming. And the first thing we did was just talk about Let's list any and every idea that we have with words of what is what does Hoydale mean? We started out with a list of 82 things. Uh, it got pretty long, pretty lengthy, <laughs> pretty fast. When you start crossing things out that are similar or the same, we ended up with a final list of eight core values. And we really try to, we post those everywhere. You'll see those coming out on our Twitter feed. They go out on, you know, there are posters everywhere you, you walk into in any of our buildings. We have you know, our business cards have them. And really what we're working on is training all of our team members as they orient in. So I sit down with each one of our new team members and go over those core values just to, to really emphasize the importance of who we are and what we do. And those core values are really the guideposts that help us make decisions. Anytime I have a hard decision or one of my exec team members comes to me with, hey, I'm, I'm really struggling with this, trying to figure out what I should do. 
we go back to a core value and say, okay, are we in violation of that value? Or if we make this decision, are we in violation of a value? And that just helps us to keep centered and focused on the things that are most important to the company and Safety, to our team. respect, community, quality, integrity, team, and reliability. Absolutely. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> That's impressive. That wow. website does a good job, doesn't it? That kind of sounds familiar a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. I hope so. I hope so. Maybe yeah. energy energy thing. How far is your reach? You started on Elizabeth and now you're on uh, West Street since 1970s. How far is a PB Hoydale reach across the country, across the country, across the world? So I would say, you know, again, really in this core central Midwest area, okay. you know, starting here in Kansas and kind of spreading out to all of our contiguous states, anything that's, you know, close by, really anything that I can get to and be licensed in. That's one other part of this business that that there's a little bit of a bar that has to be crossed and I have okay. to be licensed to do some of the work we do because it is relating to public sale of fuel. Mm -hmm. And so we have to make sure that the work we do on the devices we work on, they're calibrated correctly, that people are getting the fuel that they're supposed to be getting. But there's also a huge safety component to that. And, and we have to make sure that the work we're doing is put in correctly and is licensed, uh, or that our team is licensed to do that work in each state that we're in. So really this core central group of states is where we will operate. Now I have sent team members all across the country to do okay. work. Um, for special projects, one-off type scenarios for whether that's for a special customer or for one of our manufacturing partners that needs us to go take care of a problem for them. Excellent. One quick question. Your great-grandfather apparently knew about entrepreneurship. Like it's, I think it's just pretty cool. He put his name on it and that was it. I mean, mm -hmm. PB Hoydale, figure it out. I that's mean, it. Absolutely. But yeah. what is your <laughs> definition of success as an entrepreneur? No, I think it's a great question, and I'll answer this in two ways. So I think that, the, that my definition of success for the business is to be able to provide these jobs to people to make careers. Mm -hmm. And because I take a lot of responsibility, like I said, that name means a lot to me because it is our family name. Um, so there's a lot of weight that goes along with that. Yeah, Pete, you know, was able to do his thing, but now once you're now a third, fourth generation owner, right, right. that bears a lot of weight. Yeah. And so, you know, there's that, but it's also the responsibility to our team members. You know, one of the things that I really, I guess, drives me and what pushes me is to make sure that each of our team members has the opportunity to go home at the end of the day, hopefully a little happier, a little better than they were when they came to work. We don't always succeed with that. So there's hard days, mm -hmm. but we want to make sure that they've had the opportunity to earn a paycheck, to be able to pay their bills, but to also hopefully advance a little further along the road that they want to in life, um, whether that's paying for a kid's college education, whether that's paying off a house, buying a new car, whatever that is, whatever success looks like to them is what success looks like to me. I really want our team to be uh, living their best life at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Now, for me personally, you know, really my entrepreneurial experience is more in the nonprofit world here in Wichita. I've helped start a couple of nonprofit organizations here, one focusing on prison reentry ministry, wow. and one is called Lead Wichita. We put on the Global Leadership Summit every year. And for me there, it's more about giving back. You know, community is one of our Hoydale key values. And the real reason that it is, is that we recognize that our company operates within a community and that the community is our partner. You know, they provide us employees, they provide us places to work, they provide us opportunities for jobs. 
But at the same time, we have to give back. Uh, it's not just take. There's There's got to be give back, too. And so, you know, as part of that, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, it's how do we build these organizations to give back at a high, at the highest level possible uh, into the Wichita community or the Oklahoma City community or wherever it is that we're operating. Excellent. That's deep. I don't know. It's deep. Yeah, top it's of mind. deep. I mean, it's that's pretty dope um, to hear someone who's at the top of the business as president say it is important for us to give back and it's important for us to build these infrastructures and in ways so that our, our our people can give back, I can give back, and you know it's a return for both. So uh, thank you for all of that and your work in that area. But you said quite a bit in those last two responses that I mean, you know, as my day job. Um, a part of my role is to promote and support industry development, right, for companies and, and communities throughout our service area. And a lot of that is, like you said, through jobs, um, creating jobs and things like that and retaining talent and helping expand. So you mentioned that and you've been a third generation owner. What scares you about all of that as you're moving into the future? Mm. It's That's a really, you know, so I don't like to use the word scared. You know, very rarely, I don't feel scared about anything. Concerned, you bet, right? And I think that the biggest concern I have right now is being able to develop talent, um, not only at Hoydale, but locally as well. We want to make sure we are having thriving communities uh, where we operate. Mm -hmm. But, you know, our biggest challenge right now is, yeah, I have, I believe, eight job openings across all of our branch offices and different opportunities for folks. And while we're willing to train somebody, it's really connecting our company to the person looking for the right person that's looking for a job, uh, you know, and, and then also understand that this is a career opportunity. It's not just to show up for work, punch the clock Monday through Friday, but you really have an opportunity if you want to take it on to um, build yourself a nice career. So uh, one example I have that um, the young lady that works for me that is, does my accounts receivable started at Hoydale as a secretary. Probably the best way that she answered the phones and did filing. Mm -hmm. It's now completed her business degree at Wichita State, is you know at the top of her department right now, and is looking for other opportunities. And as people retire, she'll have more opportunities mm -hmm. within the company, hopefully to move up into our executive C-level team at some point in time. And that's the kind of opportunities. we I want to ha have people that are interested in those opportunities. They exist. Uh, we just need to find the right people to make to fill those spots. Well, Steve, I have another question for you before we go on break because you know we have to hear from our sponsors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but as we do that, you've been in Wichita for a number of years. Have you, um, in under your leadership in particular, or with your fathers, has there been any thoughts about leaving the Wichita community? Never. Never. No, never once. I, you know, now I will tell you that when I started at Hoyt, I started. I started along with my sister our Kansas City operation. So we were fresh out of school. I had spent a year out in Great Bend being a lawyer, loved the job, didn't love the location. And so my dad offered the opportunity to move to Kansas City and try something that we hadn't, my sister and I had not thought of trying, and we jumped at it. Um, and so I would tell people then, yeah, maybe, you know, I like Kansas City. It's a great space. The company there is growing. We've got a lot of opportunity there. But after I had the opportunity to move back to Wichita, that door, I said no. We would never leave Wichita. There's nothing that would ever cause us to want to leave Wichita. I love this town. You know, I'm invested in this town. I don't see any reason 
to ever move from this town. That's awesome. Well, friends, we'll be back. It's now time for us to hear from our sponsors. And we'll be back with more with Steve Dixon, PB Hoydale. Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit Evergy.com. At Coke, our Wichita roots run deep. As part of this community, we strive to build strong partnerships with local organizations and create opportunities for our hometown businesses and entrepreneurs. From teaching kids STEM to supporting community resources and funding grants for local educators, we're proud to support Wichita and the amazing work happening throughout our city. Interested in learning more? See how we do it at cokeict.com. That's K-O-C-H-I-C-T.com. Slash stay safe to learn more. As a convener of people and ideas, the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce continues to extend our reach and maximize our efforts to provide the best possible business environment in our region. Your partnership is imperative for accelerating business success. We invite you to visit wichitachamber.org to learn more about the benefits of membership and become involved with our efforts to provide success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. Visit wichitachamber.org and follow us on your favorite social media platform. Welcome back, friends. We're here with Steve Dixon from PB Hoydale. We're hearing and learning about his story. So, Steve, tell us, why is your service like important? Why do we why do we need you? That's a really good question. And we we had to answer that question a lot over the last year and a half to a lot of folks. You know, what we look at at the end of the day is we talk our team about we are a critical infrastructure company. Uh, if we don't do what we do, there's a lot of things that don't work well. Um, you know, the city of Wichita is one of our, our big customers. So if we don't keep their fueling systems moving, their fire trucks don't roll, mm. the police cars don't roll. So just vital infrastructure pieces for the city are important. But we also do a lot of work for hospitals and other other organizations that have generators. There's a lot of fueling systems that go there. So if the fueling system doesn't work at the hospital and the power goes out, there's a large problem. And we don't want that problem to happen. And so that work is vital. But when you look at the other part of it is when we found out really last year was the, the importance of moving product from point A to point B, whether that's to a grocery store or to a hardware store, wherever uh, people are needing products to carry on their daily lives, those semi-trucks do not roll on fumes. Yeah. And so making sure that the infrastructure is there to support their efforts and the logistics of moving goods and services across the country is important. And so I, my team gathered a newfound um, spirit last year of how important the work they do is when they saw, you know, how you know, medical supplies, uh, PPE has to get to from A to B. Mm-hmm. And when gas isn't flowing or diesel fuel isn't flowing, it's really hard for that to happen. Wow. I didn't even think about that. And you are correct. Like, I would be so upset if I was unable to get my Amazon packages up and down the street to my house. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let the team know that. Yeah. (laughs) Really appreciative of you. And um, I think as our friend Tessa mentioned, you know, she doesn't want to have to go inside of the, the gas station to pay. You can just pay right there. 
Absolutely. And you do that as well, right? Absolutely. That's really where the technology of our business really focuses on is on payment side, whether that is credit cards, debit cards, tap to pay with your phone, coming down the road, biometrics, whether that's an eye scan or a fingerprint or a chip reader or barcode scanner, you name it, all that is coming or is already here. And so payment is the part where the technology in our business will really start to take off. So, Steve, you, as you mentioned earlier, um, you're very involved in community and nonprofits. You seem like a well-read person. What are some of the thought leaders um, that you admire? So one of them we heard from actually the chamber uh, brought them uh, John Mackey in earlier this year to talk. John Mackey has been an inspiration for me for a long time talking about in his this basically his book of conscious capitalism is was a journey for me in terms of learning a little bit more about how to be a conscious leader of a business talking about the fact that there are not just ownership stakes but there are stakes for the community stakes for the employees stakes for um, the customers and trying to find ways to create wins for everybody in a transaction as opposed to a zero sum of if I win you must lose scenario. Mm -hmm. And that didn't, that influenced the way we run the business, but it also influenced the way that we were active in the community as well. Uh, It's one of those, when you are running a nonprofit or working for a nonprofit, too often we we look at it as, hey, if I get money, you don't get money. Mm -hmm. And we really got to work together to say, how do we collaborate together, utilize whatever pools and pots of money there are in the community to solve problems and work as a collaborative team, as opposed to, uh, competitors. We see that, you see that in the work we do with United Way a lot. Um, and then the other person that I really admire is a guy named Bob Chapman. Bob Chapman wrote a book called Everybody Matters. That really has influenced the way I lead my team. It really talks to me about the idea of how do I, through my leadership, help our team, again, go home at the end of the day in a better state than they are when they showed up. You know, can I, I want, my goal is to when that person goes home to their family, I want them to be in a good mood. I don't mm-hmm. want uh, their work at Hoydale to be the cause of, you know, a fight at home or just being grumpy to the kids or whatever, or kicking the dog. I want it to be, hey, I had a good day today, you know, and that's going to help to give me energy when I get home to do the things I need to do as a husband, wife, child, whatever, um, you know, to make that situation better as well. That's awesome. Do you feel that your community work fuels you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, my wife, Julie, will tell you that she can tell when I've spent a day or part of a day, especially at the end of the day, uh, doing nonprofit work or just mm-hmm. community-based work, that really raises my energy level quite a bit, um, which is why most of those meetings are in the afternoon, because it's a great way to, to kind of push through some of the slower time in my day. As you know, So it does. It provides a great deal of energy. It's just fun because you get to see people that are either impacting people's lives, you get to see people whose lives have been impacted, or you also just get to work with some amazing groups of people uh, that are to bring equal energy to that process. I have a question for you, and I, you know, I'm interested to hear this one in particular. What do you think your personal brand is? I have never really given that a whole pile of thought. Um, I am, you know, new to social media pieces. I recently started a Twitter account because of my because of prompting from my friend Pete Nahar over at United Way. It says, "Hey, you know, we really need you to be." you know, pushing stuff out, liking the stuff we do. I mean, he is, that's his thing. And uh, I've learned, you know, my brand at the end of the day, um, really what I wanted to be seen as 
I guess my personal philosophy on life is more, it's not about me. It's about what I can do for other people and helping lift other people up than it is who I am. You know, if my name is not attached to something, but it helps somebody else out, something that I've done has helped somebody else out. I'm perfectly fine with that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to me, brand is personal brand's not that important. I love the company brand being out there because that's how I get paid, how I put my kids through school. But at the end of the day, it's really about, you know, the work that's getting done, the people we're helping out. I like that. And I like that, you know, it's not about your personal brand. You like the company brand. How do you separate the two, right? Because you, this is your family business. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find it difficult to to separate yourself from the business and, and be your own individual? Uh, I think I've been doing a much better job of that recently over the last probably four or five years. Uh, you know, as I, as I get a little bit older, the kids have gotten older, they have divergent interests. Um, it's I've begun to realize that I need, you know, I had to spend more time at home or with the kids, just creating life experiences that are, you know, important for them. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's trips, whether that's just being there to mentor, being there to, you know, provide advice, whatever that is. You know, when I was a young person, I could work, you know, 15, 16 hours a day. It was nothing to do that. It was fun. I had, a, I enjoyed that. But realistically, at the end of the day, you know, my legacy at will not be, will be somewhat the work that's done at Hoydale. Hopefully it's more in the work that's being done here in the community, mm-hmm. but it's also going to be through my kids and the people that I, you know, just my friends that I get to hang out with. Um, and just being a person that can be there for folks and and help provide direction, help provide support. That's really what I want it to be about. I love it. Excellent. And I, I truly appreciate you bringing up, I think it was a couple of questions ago, but you brought up it doesn't have to be I win, you lose. Mm-hmm. And I I truly appreciate you doing that because, I mean, I feel the same way. I mean, I feel a good deal isn't a good deal unless both parties felt they got a good deal. I mean, that's – I truly appreciate you bringing that up. I mean, you don't hear that much. Right. It's like it's got uh, – thank you. Right. I mean, that thank you very much for saying You're that. You're welcome. And I'll tell you, I, I, yeah, that's a, that's a philosophy, you know, we want to continue to push as far and as broad as we can because, you know, that was the old school mentality is mm-hmm. that, you know, I've got to get mine. And if I get mine, you can't have exactly. it. Exactly. Right? So, but that's not the way the world works today. It doesn't work well that way. I, my younger team members have done a great job of helping to show me and explain that. But at the end of the day, you know, my dad always used to tell me it's not a good deal unless both parties walk away feeling a little PO'd. <laughs> uh, really, I think what I wanted to do is make sure we flip that. Flipped. Exactly, exactly right. And so we want to, that really just frames all the interactions that I have with people anymore is looking for wins for everybody, making sure, yeah, you know, we may not be all super happy, but at least we got something that, that was helpful. Excellent. Working that way. You've been around 75 years. Is there anybody local uh, business or entrepreneurs that you take inspiration from? I have a really great uh, small group of friends that I work. We meet together once a month and then get together quarterly for brainstorming strategy sessions. Nice. Learning more about business, learning more about really what it takes to be a leader. I think it's really more a leadership group than it is anything else. And those guys have pushed me harder than I've ever been pushed, I think, in my life, even though the business is doing well, uh, things, you know, I've got a lot of stuff on the plate. There's always more. And it's it's always the encouragement from that group of guys to say, hey, 
you know, what are you doing today? What are you doing next week to get better? Um, and it helps. They're highly motivated folks. So you, when you, they set the bar high, you just got to push hard to get there with them. Excellent. One more quick question. You've been around 75 years. I love saying that because, I mean, I'm still <laughs> so back on. I'm going to put my name on this. <laughs> you don't know what it is, That's but right. it's P.B. Hoydale. Right but uh, you've been around 75 years. How would you like to see the Wichita ecosystem, business ecosystem evolve even more than it has? Sure. I think that for me, it's just a continued diversification. You know, I love the fact that we are the aircraft capital of the world. That's really cool. And that's something to hang our hat on. But at the end of the day, I want to, I love to see that this entrepreneurial spirit that, you know, came from my great grandfather, came from so many other businesses that were started here in Wichita to really regenerate itself and re-expand to see folks that are out there starting businesses. Because again, that helps to diversify what we do, helps diversify our workforce, helps bring people into the, into our community, into our economy. That's what I want to see. You know, I'd love to see just more entrepreneurs just rolling up their sleeves, getting ready to do the hard work that it takes to get the job done. Um, and then flourish, you know, and just take off and go because that's what it's all about. Excellent. Uh, I'm sorry. I think I lied. I got one more question. E, <laughs> so don't side eye me. Just <laughs> let me ask my question. And you mentioned this about entrepreneurship. Do you, feel that we lost our way for maybe a generation and we're trying to come back. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Okay. And so, you know, this is something I talk about with a lot of different groups I talk with is that I feel that my generation, that gen X somewhere along the way, I don't know what it was about us, you know, why, you know, we didn't, we missed our, sometimes we missed a little bit of our leadership opportunity. Either we didn't step up or maybe the generation ahead of us held on a little too long. Don't really know what it was. Um, and I think that we're getting that swagger back. I mean, it's being driven by folks that are younger than I am, which is something I love to see. Yes, yes. And I have no problem jumping in and helping out, you know, and again, I don't have to put my name on it as long as I'll lift you up and support you and whatever you want to do. Um, so I think that's coming back. Absolutely. Was there a period? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we kind of took our eye off the ball yeah. and we've failed to realize, you know, what the infrastructure here in Wichita can support as far as entrepreneurship. And really now we're celebrating that all over again. We're seeing people that are getting out and starting businesses that places I love to go visit here in town. You know, you're like, wow, this is really cool that you started this. You took the time. You took the effort to make this out of nothing. That's pretty cool. And uh, I'm loving to see where we're at and where we're going. Excellent. I truly concur with that, E. So do I. And, you know, you mentioned uh, the infrastructure um, that we have. Is there, and this may be like a really long question, but... Is there something missing from the ecosystem to continue to build up those entrepreneurs and allow them to thrive here? Mm. Yeah. You know, I would say, if anything, what I appreciate is that we have realized, I think, where we are falling short. You know, I know that the team at 259 is just going, working hard, hard to help our kids get train up the skills that they need to have. I mean, it's the STEM education. It is the you can do things that not everybody has to have a college education. Uh, I love watch, watching what's going on at Wichita State Tech. Not every kid is destined for a four-year college degree, and that's okay because you can still be highly successful. I have my vice president of operations does not have a college degree, but yet he worked, he learned, he fought to, to get to where he is, and he's doing a great job. And I think there's a pathway for, for people, and that's what I want to see is 
people understand that they have a pathway to success that's not always tied to a four-year college degree. Um, and I, and so I, what I'm looking at is how do we make those connections between those kids that are coming out of high school right now that have graduated and companies like Hoydale, um, you know, they, they see big opportunities here, there and everywhere. But again, I know what I pay starting and I know what I'll teach you and I know that you could have a career and it's really figuring out a way to make those connections better. I think, and there's a lot of small business out there that is really craving for those people but we're having a hard time making those connections because people see the bigger employers than just default. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, trying to find a way to make those connections to small business or to entrepreneurs that are needing it could help. Well, before I turn it over, you know, you're three generations in, is it going to be a fourth generation? <laughs> <laughs> so I laugh only because, you know, when I was in high school, I would tell everybody would listen, heck no. Mm -hmm. I worked at Hoydale, you know, from every summer, every Christmas break, whatever. <laughs> so there's no way in the world I'm going here. There's no way in the world this is the job I want to have. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We've got one in college now and one that's graduated from high school next spring. They've got skill sets. Uh, but, you know. There, it's early yet at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Would I love to see it? You bet. I mean, it's a great business. Um, they're great kids. I'd love to have a chance to work with them just a little bit. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you for that. Yeah. Excellent. Well, the hard part is done. This fun time. All right. We're going to do word association. And uh, <laughs> I give you one word. You give me one word back. It's not wrong because it's your word, right? Okay. Here we go. Leader. Sacrificial. Okay. College. Fun. Hmm. Beverage. Coca-Cola. Entrepreneur. That's Pete Hoydale. Ah, nice. <laughs> um, chamber. Support. Mm -hmm. Family. Heartbeat. Hero. Jesus. Nice. Fun. Trips. Excellent. Truly appreciate you coming through. Nice to meet you for the first time. Thanks, Donna. It was really great to meet you, too. Well, friends, we've come to the end of our show. Hard time with our friend Steve Dixon. Steve, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Ebony. It was great to sit down with you and Don for just a little bit. Yes. Well, make certain that you like the podcast and that you share it and leave comments and let us know who you'd like to hear from next. Until next time, friends. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net.
The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.